0: Hi guys, welcome to the Neil and Jordan podcast. I'm sure it doesn't come as a surprise to many of you that Jordan is an extremely busy man at the moment. If you've been following his recent series of videos regarding John Barilaro and all the fallout that's occurring, he unfortunately hasn't had time to record a podcast in the last two weeks. Now I'm reasonably confident we'll be back next weekend with a new podcast. If we are unable to record one, Uh, Before then, I'll make some announcements on my socials, but in the meantime, we have this podcast for you. Now, this one we recorded about seven months ago. It was just before the first lockdown, and the reason we didn't release it was because there's a large segment of the podcast where we talk about uh, personal financial responsibility, and we criticize people who don't save money and who complain about their financial situations, mainly me, uh, and because it was a matter of days before the the first lockdown where everyone lost their job and the lines for Centrelink were kilometres long, yeah, we just thought it wasn't the best timing to release a podcast like that. We were always going to release it. So here you go, just take into account that it was recorded before the lockdown and There are a few things I got wrong. I made uh, an incorrect reference about a stock on the ASX, and I think I might have gotten a few of the financial terms wrong. Look, that happens every podcast. We always get things wrong. But nonetheless, I hope you enjoyed this
1: podcast. All right. How are you going? Good. We've got um, serious business to discuss.
0: <laughs> no banter this week. Just get straight into the the nitty gritty. <laughs> We're men
1: now, Neil. We're talking about finances, all right. Yeah, There's nothing to joke about there. We're on the clock. Mm. <laughs> We're grown men, and I still can't get over it. Got to get your money right. Yeah, I mean, look. Wait, wait. What do you mean
0: you can't get over the fact you're a grown man? I f- you've been a grown man for what, a decade now.
1: Yeah, but at do, least. Do I look like? Do I? <laughs> I just still dress like a 12 year old. So, like, yeah, like you can get clothes at Oshkosh, but right? That's. I, I don't think I have like an adult's mentality at all. I feel like I just peaked at 15 and have just been living that over and over.
0: Was there a point in, in your 20s where you thought, okay, I'm actually a man now? I'm no longer an adolescent?
1: No. Did you get that? Yeah.
0: When? Last when year. When I
1: first got laid, was it? No. <laughs> Last year. I actually
0: think when I turned 25, yeah. Why? It was just a mentality, just a mentality shift. I always but, felt like... What, like the no, actual birthday Not that I was itself. a boy. No, not the birthday itself, around that period. But, like, I don't understand what's I just different. felt content. It's the beard, isn't it? I think that probably had a lot to do with
1: it. It does, look, because the thing is, as soon as you have a beard, I feel like it just it, it makes you instantly look for fucking 40, don't you reckon? Like, it's, there's something about a beard... You're saying I like, look 40... Like, I mean, it gives you like more of a, f- yeah. That's not a bad thing. <laughs> For a man, but, that's not a bad thing. No, I'm so, yeah. I don't think it's a bad thing at all. I think that I just look like a weird little man child because I'm always, I never get it. And I'm not going to either because I like the mentality of being a 12 year old. Dude, you know what I was thinking actually before, now you've got us off track. I was going to say, don't you think that when you're hanging out, who, who do you feel like you uh, gel with best? Like what age group? Um, my age group, so twenty five year old, mid
0: twenties, yeah, yeah, just people are uh, probably twenty two to twenty
1: eight. Yeah, okay, I can that actually see that period, with you.
0: starting to set or well, starting to think about settling down, but maybe yeah. not, n- maybe not settling down just yet.
1: That is kind of weird, man. I don't even think about this before, but you kind of give off that vibe that you are where you are in your life. It's like some people Wait, just. What do you, what do you mean? <laughs> like okay, I'm I know the people, correct chronological point. Yeah. Okay.
0: So I'm, I I give off the vibe that I am twenty five. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Whereas I'll like, though.
1: but don't you reckon this is like okay? I know a dude. I who think a is, lot of people would think you're my age. Yeah, I think I I come off as a lot younger than I do, and you know, dude, you know who I actually think I click with heaps. Eighteen year olds. Like anytime anyone's just like, have you heard about TikTok? I'm like, no, tell me more. That's what I want to talk about. Okay. I don't want to talk about this subject. I don't want to talk about finances. I feel like I have to. Don't want to talk about index funds? Yeah. No. Property values. No, the first least. Dude, I would much rather just talk about. Oh, dude. Christ, no. Anything that's like, yeah. Anything that reminds me of just like, here's some more responsibility. And you can't weasel out of it. I'm not up for that. No sir, I'm up for expedient entertainment
0: A true millennial,
1: in every <laughs> sense of the word <laughs> It's pathetic
0: Like, I know I don't think you're in a unique boat there I think most, uh, most people in this generation Are going through a permanent existential crisis
1: Yeah, I don't know how you escaped it Because it's true you,
0: look, Maybe I think I have Maybe I'll, maybe I'll have a stark realisation in another year or two Of what? That I'm not actually a man That I'm
1: still a child yeah, I mean, like, look, it's a constant voyage of evolution, I suppose. But it seems that you're more along the path than, say, I am. Um, and like, as you were saying, like a lot of other people that I know, you know what? It, look, a lot of it is just the fact you have a house. That instantly makes you 25. Even if you're well, in 20, Sydney, now. that makes you
0: 35.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I'm very, I'm actually
0: above my years for that. Ahead of my, ahead of my years, I should say.
1: Yeah, you're 25. If this were like. The era that Friends was filmed.
0: 25 in any other city. Or any other city except Sydney or Melbourne. I'm 20 in Adelaide. They all buy houses really young. Yeah. I think... I don't know. I'm sure there's some people from Adelaide listening. Tell us how how young you were when you bought
1: your... Tell us in in the comments. How young were you when you bought your first house? Oh, fuck. I hate it when it jumps into those 702 questions. Yeah? 20? Oh, it was cheap back then, wasn't it? I don't actually... I I don't own... People...
0: Like the the bank owns this property. Yeah, but like. But that's what you should actually. Everyone says, "Yeah, I own the house." They, no, you actually don't. The <laughs> bank can seize the property at any time. Technically, if there's a, if there's a financial collapse and Westpac goes
1: down, I'm done. That's- but until that point, you are just a little worker battery for them. So why not? Yeah, that's why I hate it, man. You're part of the matrix. That's actually like my mentality when I think about buying houses and things. To it's pay just this like, thing you know, off, get me paper tree on me own. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But that's true, man. Like, that's. You're going to end up. Well, you already were.
0: You spent years in Lithgow. You're going to end up even more remote than that. You're going to end up somewhere on a property
1: in the Northern Territory. And, it, yes. And, dude, that sounds sick to me. Yeah, you would, you would uh, you'd enjoy I that. I dig that. You, you, you summed you it up thrived. best. A man and his dog. That is my dream. No responsibility. I really like the idea of just living in a wood cabin and, and s- sitting around just writing my like no mental, mental no. notes.
0: Would you go hunting?
1: Well, no, I'm too much, what I'm too can you hunt that.
0: out there? Oh croc, easy. That'd be mad. <laughs> yeah, easy, it's easy, isn't it? <laughs> just just easily hunt a few crocs.
1: <laughs> yeah. All right. Not enough of a man to get a mortgage. Definitely enough of a man to wrestle a croc.
0: I think that's a lot more manly, I think.
1: It's a matter of perception, man. I think I'm Matt, impressed that, by this. that's
0: definitely <laughs> higher on the scale of manliness than than having a mortgage.
1: Look, look, okay. I'll I'll admit that. Uh, this, uh, that's what I'm saying dude Like this is just all a fantasy in my head th- That is mm. just a, a, a But like I think the reality of it is Like th- dude The fact that you know finances Just by definition Makes you more of a man It
0: I, does I, I don't know if I, What do you mean when you say I know finances Dude you know how to get a loan That's further than me I mean that's not uh, <laughs> It's not very hard That's uh <laughs> Just kind of go to the bank And you say Hey can I get a loan And no. Well, now it might be a bit harder, but a few years ago they were just giving them out to everyone. Yeah, but you scared and me about bloody, it as that well. bloody royal commission, huh? <laughs> yeah, I know. Stifling business.
1: <laughs> did that um? Did that affect your life at all?
0: Well, I wouldn't. Have been, I don't know if I would have been able to have uh, gotten a loan with the uh, amount I'd saved up for the. Uh, I wouldn't have been able to get a loan for as much. Because when you're self-employed, understandably, the the bank uh, looks at your finances with a fine-tooth comb and really ensures that there's some sort of stability in your income. And in our line of work, there's really not that much stability Stability, in in our income. So luckily, I had a good accountant who uh, crunched the numbers and and, and moved a few things around. uh, I'm kind of admitting to, to... uh, doing some illegal things here, but that is It Wasn't really isn't illegal like, though. Th- this should just, just be uh... called
1: like how to commit fraud.
0: Yeah, changing the dates of a few uh, <laughs> of a few payments coming into my bank account so that it seemed like oh yeah, there's a consistent amount coming through each year. Yeah, when dude, in reality oh, I, it was right, one year I, I made a ton and then and then the other year I I made hardly anything.
1: Oh no, that's legal as
0: I know about. Yeah, that. No, no, it's not legal. Sorry, illegal is not the right term, but uh, just. Not even dodgy, manipulative.
1: Yeah, but look, I mean, dude, you are manipulating a major bank. I mean, mm. they can't turn around and just like waggle the moral finger at you.
0: Mm, that's a that's a very good point. Yeah, yeah.
1: you you're still on the up for them. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying, right? Like, look, you have figured out that at least, and I think that's like that. I don't even think you're Australian until you've got a home loan. That's the Australian dream in a nutshell. Yeah, buy a house, and then when I'm in my fifties and have nothing else to do, you need, do it up a bit. You need a, <laughs> I think that starts in your
0: thirties. Does it? I think that starts in your late twenties, actually. What, so you look
1: around here now, and you just like, well, you know, off-white yes. cream would be pretty good. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> really? I'm not at the stage
0: of uh, <laughs> repainting yet, but I have I've i I've, uh, I've done a bit of DIY. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Little bit, oh, you mean no, like installing the
1: shelves and stuff? Yeah, it's starting. Like it's starting. Yeah, yeah. infantile. I've, steps. I've been to uh,
0: Bunnings a few times and and it felt good. I've bought some equipment. Yeah, Well yeah. dude, that always feels. Mad. Do you know that I didn't know this, but uh, tradies hate Ryobi drills. Why? Because I did it. I did a, a TikTok. I did a TikTok the other day um, where it was. There's this running meme on TikTok about tradies liking underage girls. And I, I just, I, I, did, I did one uh, contributing to that meme, and I, I, I dressed up as a tradie and had a TikTok. Uh, sorry, I had a Ryobi drill, and most of the, com- a lot of the comments were tradies saying, "Yeah, as if a tradie would have a Ryobi drill, mate." That's so good. They didn't special. care about yeah, the unchanged girl thing. Underage girl thing. That's fine. fine yeah, of
1: course, of course. Haven't right, we all? He
0: yeah. <laughs> Who does this guy think he is?
1: What's the brand of tradies? Uh, I always it? thought
0: it was Makita, but apparently it's Milwaukee.
1: Well, I don't even know what that is. So obviously,
0: I, literally, I just all bought the cheapest cheap drill at Bunnings. So that makes sense. It's not going to be a good one. Mm. But for the uh, for the home handyman, it does mm. the job.
1: Clearly, evidence speaks for itself. You'll never Our get quality. to see it, but uh, yeah, no, I can vouch for yeah, that one's pretty much at a forty five degree angle, but these ones here. I wouldn't
0: go that far. Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's not it's not perfectly one eighty. I wouldn't go forty five. Sorry, it's so the only high. one that
1: has anything on it as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, I've clearly put those things on it for a reason because I put those shelves up so that the <laughs> yeah, cat. That's a structural plant for the cat to jump. What an adult thing! Oh yeah, i put these shelves up for the cat.
1: Damn. For the cat to enjoy. Yeah.
0: And I've, I've put these fake plants on that one because I don't want the cat to jump on that one because I'm actually not entirely sure of its stability.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, still got some work to do before I go on the block. If I was ever doing that, just as, before we delve deeper into this, but if I was ever in your house and the mm. uh, banks repossess it, I'd just get a sledgehammer to the thing, smash everything up. Would, uh, would that incur any costs on
0: my behalf? What do you mean? Like, with a bank, then... I don't know.
1: It, well, they're it, repositioning your home. So just fuck it up.
0: Yeah, they, like, they dude, probably would, wouldn't be in their rights to say, oh, you fucked up yeah. our apartment. Could they? I don't know, man, because I it's... I don't know. Like, Only one way to find out. Yeah, exactly. Let's get that hammer.
1: And, dude, <laughs> you like renovating. How much more fun would it be demolishing?
0: <laughs> <Just> to demolish.
1: <laughs> to destroy. <laughs>
0: But yeah, for some reason, my mind just went to Ben Shapiro when he's like, "Oh, men can only men are only capable of doing two
1: things: uh, either destroying or building." And you know what? <laughs> it's true. Both of those things. Even when you were talking about bunnings and putting up those shelves, at least I know that I am somewhat of a man. That I was, oh yeah, bunnings, eh? So many, so many knickknacks here. And then also talking about destroying, like just a little impish grin went on your face. It's true. He he is 100% right about that. Well, my favorite video game when
0: I was a kid was Rampage. Do you remember that?
1: No, oh, yeah, just, that was basically like GTA
0: you, without any missions. You were a, you were a, uh there was a, a collection of monsters you could choose to be like Godzilla, Mothra, some other infamous monsters from fiction. I can't remember <laughs> what the other ones were. And li- and literally all you did was you jump on buildings and just destroy a city. And try to destroy as much of the city in a limited amount of time as possible.
1: Well, I don't know why that wasn't a bestseller. That sounds it's awesome. A, it was definitely a, a
0: pretty famous game. I, I think they made a really bad movie. Really, I have a feeling. I'm not sure. I have a feeling. I mean, I'm gonna go. We don't have a, any Jamie on this podcast, so like, bring that up for me, Neil. So we'll just
1: uh, rampage <laughs> like the in real life. Just gonna look out the window. a bit.
0: Yep. 2018. Rampage.
1: Wow. The movie. And good memory, New York. Guess who was the protagonist? Who? Guess. Uh, man, I don't know. Jeff Jean-Claude yeah. Van Damme. No, no,
0: no, no, no. Get, just think any action film leading man. Damn, the rock. It was the rock. Holy crap. Is that any good? Oh, Fuck, 50- no wonder that man is worth so much. 51% on Rotten Tomatoes. Well, That's it's a pass, bad. Mark. Yeah, <laughs> I'll take it. What film critics are like, dude? Very, P's equal degree. critical. Yeah, yeah. But okay, let's uh, <laughs> let's get into the let's get into the subject matter, the main subject yeah, yeah. matter. Yeah, being a man and then just um, ten minutes of like
1: this sick video game.
0: Um, I'm gonna have to. There's uh, there's something.
1: All
0: right, we're back on. So, the banter is d- is done. <laughs> What was the last thing I said? I said, we're going to get into the meat of the subject now. Yeah. So uh, financial, do you just want to talk about finances or financial responsibility? Because that was a topic I wanted to do a podcast on eventually. Mm. Um, so which, uh, I mean, they're related, obviously, but which one?
1: Well, it's just, look, just so you know where I'm coming from. Um, I just re I read maybe three years ago, Tony Robbins' book on financial freedom. Which
0: one? Because I've read—I forget what it's called—but I've read one of his books about investing.
1: Yeah, I did not read the other one that was Mastery. I've—I've I've still got to read that one. Um, Do you remember what it was called? No. But I just yeah I, I'm far out because all I can remember is just was the, it Unshakable. No, it was the other one.
0: I think I read Unshakable.
1: Okay, so that was the more recent one. But the one don't I was believe- reading was like, he was just on the on the front. It's probably exactly the same. I don't know. I don't know. Obviously, I haven't read it. Um, but I, I remember like a rough blueprint of what he was talking about when it comes to investing, right? Mm-hmm. That you should just be uh, pretty much making your own superannuation fund for yourself. Gave out all of these reasons. One of the major reasons was that super funds, yeah, they're all well and good. It, I am very glad that in this country you are forced to save for your future. I think that's a very good policy that has been implemented. Having said that, it's filled with a lot of sharks and a lot of them take huge, just gouge you in prices. In Unshakable, he talks
0: about that. He doesn't, not specifically superannuation, but he talks about financial advisors and a lot of people who claim to know what they're doing with your savings. Yeah. And basically recommends against going to any of those people. Yes,
1: yes. So he's talking about mutual funds. I think, look, see, this is the whole point. I want to make a huge caveat with this podcast. I think it will just be both of us going, is it mutual fund manager or a hedge fund manager? Like, I just don't know. Neither but do I. This is why I'm hoping for once you can help us out for once. Jesus. Like, can somebody in the comments <laughs> just tell me what to do with my goddamn money? And I'll take your word for it. It's just, look. Tony Robbins' financial advice I would follow to a T if I was in America. But like the fact that he uses the word 401k, it took me three chapters to figure out. He's talking about superannuation. There's all these like and yeah. all these terms that just keep getting thrown around. I'm too stupid for it. I like as soon as I hear anything about finance, I can hear my brain go like, this is not talking about TikTok. Please tune back in when it is. That's what happens in my mind. Like I'm out. And even Tony Robbins, yeah. who's just is who's very good at engaging people. One of the best people on earth are doing it. Even him. I was struggling through the book. I'm really confused by it. But it's, I, it's boring.
0: Yeah. It's not
1: a very exciting subject.
0: No. Well, it can be. If you watch The Wolf of Wall Street, that's very fun.
1: Yeah, but look. But the, for okay. the average
0: person, yeah, uh, financial f- responsibility is very
1: boring. <laughs> well, it's not financial responsibility at Wolf of Wall Street. He was just... He, that was it, him being a shark. Financial, other, yeah. He was being one of those mutual fund managers. taking, yeah. Because... He makes a really good point about it, which is that, look, mutual fund managers and all of these people, they they might even have the best intentions, but at the end of the day, they are human beings. They're still making educated guesses, and fluctuations just happen in the market, and you can't predict them.
0: Yeah, it's very volatile.
1: So he was saying that what you should do instead is invest in index funds, because an Mm. index fund just says, these are the top 100 performing companies of any given time.
0: And they're weighted relative to the size of the company within the economy.
1: Yes, so it's just like it eliminates human error almost entirely. It's just like a ranking list and you've just bought into that ranking. So essentially yep. you're just buying into the idea of the stock market. Yeah.
0: I think that's what he's saying. That it, well, whatever the index fund is. So if it's uh, an index fund of, of the ASX, that's the best performing companies yeah. in Australia. Yeah. You can get index funds related to certain industries. You could probably get like a mining index fund. You could probably get... there are pretty popular um, ethical su- sort of sustainability index funds that only invest in companies that are considered sustainable. But then a lot of the funds have have different standards as to what they deem as sustainable. Some, it's just companies that don't invest in, in weapons or oil, <laughs> but any other company <laughs> is fine. <laughs> Whereas some, it's actually uh, companies that are investing in renewable technology. But anyway, the point is there's a range of index funds out there Right. And it's not, just, it's not just the largest companies uh, in a given economy.
1: Yeah, okay. See, this is the other point. Because, like, obviously, I'm just going to go into the sustainable one. And I am willing for it to lose more money, even though I'm betting that it won't. I, I think, honestly, like, investing sustainably, especially getting, in this day and age, is a good investment.
0: Yeah, now, there was a big correction last week. because Exactly. Of That's what I'm talking about, I was it about now. I about to buy today. In what? Uh, one... It, Quite literally, an index fund uh, in global companies leading the way in renewable energy. What are,
1: an ind- how? Where? See, this is the thing. I'd invest in that tomorrow.
0: Huh? Uh, okay. Well, I can give you the the one I was looking at was uh, it, the, the ASX code was ETHI, E-T-H-I. And the share price, it had, it, I'd been uh, monitoring it for the last couple of weeks, months. And it, it was going up quite a lot. And over the last two or three weeks, it's just gone down a fair bit. See, So it could be a good time. I mean, I don't know. What they what do they always say? Past performance is never an indication of future performance and all that sort of thing.
1: They will say that, but, like, dude, it's... Yes, I understand that. But, like, this is Tony Robbins' yeah. point that, like, you should be investing in... You should be investing in companies as opposed to housing as, like, investments. Yeah, Because historically stocks do better than the housing market does and as a long term you got to think of uh, an index
0: fund as a long term in um safe investment and you got to not look there will be years where it'll go down but you got to not you got to stick to it and, and in i think it was unshakable over any 10-year period over the last 100 plus years no index fund has ever um uh, gone down over a 10-year period. Yeah. They've always increased yeah. in value. Yeah.
1: See, honestly, he makes a very convincing argument. When I was reading it again recently, I still really didn't understand the crux of it. Look, I can't even remember the name of the book and I was just reading it. But like, it's... uh, there, There's just too many... There's too many points that are just like too technical for me to understand. But I, I do understand that one point. Index funds, sustainable funds. Mm. Give me your information, please. That's that's all I want. But the other and, thing is, huh? again, I'm not an expert on this either. But there are there are there are like
0: index funds, there are uh, ETFs. You see what the fuck? Which that? I, I think I'm not sure <laughs> if they're the same thing. they But then there are also yeah, many there. There are sort of companies that will have their own collection of funds that they invest in, but then you're investing in the company. It can be. It's it's pretty complex for the average person, yeah. Like me, and there's so many <laughs> options. There are a lot, yeah.
1: and I I'm totally clueless to most of it as well. And here's the other thing: I don't even know how to invest in it. See, the thing is, he's always just talking about. I cannot stress this enough: go with Vanguard. But I don't know how to put my money in Vanguard. Like this is how stupid the average person is when it comes well, you, to these. You things.
0: just got to get. I'm. I do it through. The bank you can get on there. They have a share platform, a share trading platform usually. But there uh, are share trading websites and platforms, and whenever you make a purchase,
1: they'll take like a small percentage. I think. Yeah. Okay. Well, th- look, I, I understand that point. That's fine.
0: Or I think you can buy directly from certain companies. See, but the, I'm not sure. Again, I this is not. It's not my Not, not really an expert in this I'm
1: just really trying to half arsely. Uh, <laughs> summarize tony roberts points here i guess of this podcast <laughs> for my own clarity but i think also because i would really like someone to say basically this is the only time that i would really warrant smug comments in the uh youtube you know and written. yeah and i'll sure. just be sitting I'll there going like thank you sir may i have another I'll tell happily, me how I'm uh, stupid again <laughs> read any of them as well yeah I think it is really, in, look, it is an important thing to start. I think it's good to just get into the habit of it, even if you don't have that much money. If you just have some steady stream of income, yeah. yeah. if you can just start putting away a little bit, because that's exactly what he's saying. He's just saying just consider 10% of the money that you earn ever, mm. maybe even 20%, but he's saying the minimum 10% of the money that you ever earn, just put it into these very safe-esque invest, like look yeah, put it into an investment fund and then for, don't
0: take it out. Don't take it out. Because people yeah. will, again, like people will look at it, oh, it's gone down for the last two weeks. Oh, no, I've got to take it out. Mm. No, Just don't take it out. Just keep Steer it there the till course. you retire, essentially. Yeah. Or unless it's, if it's an emergency and you need it. Yeah. <laughs> Even then, don't take it out. Just never take
1: it yeah, out. Yeah, just die. This is fine. Like, leave it to your kids. The the next one is, um they were talking about, because, uh, oh, what's the other? Okay, this is it. Yeah. The your Portfolio. Did you hear about that? No. So this is something that he could not recommend enough in his book. What? The what daily portfolio? The, okay, so Ray Dalio, and I'm, I'm probably just butchering his story, but it was something along the lines of he has one of the biggest hedge funds, I think it is, in the world, or the biggest. Yeah. And to invest in his hedge fund, you had to have had a billion dollars minimum in assets ten no, 20 years ago, I think. And now... It's that's just not many so people. much. Not many people to begin with. But now it's just like, it's it's such a big hedge fund that it doesn't matter how much money you have. He's had Saudi princes come up to him and say, I, I give you the GDP of Saudi Arabia. And he's just saying, Shari, I can't help you. So now he just doesn't take any money at all. He just manages that hedge fund. Wow. Um, that's how well, successful that man has been.
0: We definitely don't have, and I, don't, I doubt any of the listeners have uh, assets worth a billion
1: dollars. <laughs> Oh, I don't know, yeah, like dude. How many billionaires
0: are there in Australia?
1: Yeah, okay, maybe. Maybe Andrew Twiggy listens to this. Oh yeah, good financial advice. They sort of know what an index fund is. <laughs> 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 um, uh, yeah, like Ray Dalio was just, he, he made this, look, Tony Robbins was trying to get out of him because he's one of the most successful hedge, he is the most successful hedge manager of all time. he's trying to get out of him How did you make so much money? What would your pearl of wisdom be to the average investor? Because Mm. most of these investors were saying things like, I've got all these hot tips and stuff, but uh, look, you probably shouldn't be investing in these uh, if this isn't going to be like your full-time job because it just requires too much constant research on the Mm. subject. For the average person, what you should just be doing is investing in index funds and bonds and a bit of gold and a bit of commodities.
0: I've heard that as well. Yeah, always have a little bit of gold.
1: Yeah. and he was saying that in his portfolio this is like his all seasons portfolio he had
0: 30 by the way I was just going to say I'm pretty sure the reason people say have a little bit of gold is because if there's a gigantic crash. financial collapse and the entire economy just goes down to the point of no return we'll go back to using gold as the main currency damn yeah, I, think. I don't know if that's actually the reason why I mean
1: look why gold, else would we it? go back to the
0: gold standard
1: yeah, because so wh- people would just gold be there now?
0: protecting their gold from Sick. marauding gangs, which, mm. look, we've got no chance then. <laughs> yeah, no, Have you seen true. those drill crews? I mean, they
1: they would rule the country.
0: They would be the warring mm. tribes if uh, if there really was a huge financial Yeah, yeah
1: the real Mad Maxes. The,
0: Fuck. Uh, One Four would run Australia. Yeah. And Hooligan it- Hefts in Melbourne. Who else? Twenty-one. It would be twenty-one district versus one four.
1: <laughs> what do you What do you think about? What do you think? Curses' chances would be? Would his crew hold their own? I don't think
0: he has a chance against these. I mean, if you've seen the videos of these uh, drill crews, there's about fifty giant islanders. Well, versus all Cursor's willing to, like
1: four lads that he hangs out with. Yeah, mm. I, I can't imagine. And they're like. In their then again, there'd now. be
0: like a lad army for for. I don't know if this is true or not, but oh, this is such a tangent. But um, Cursor isn't as relevant in Australian rap. What do you mean? He's not. You know how he was always the guy? Yeah. I don't think he's he, I don't think he's at the pinnacle anymore. He's still up there, obviously, amongst the top. But as no. far as I'm aware, these drill, these drill guys are the ones everyone's listening to. In Australia? Yeah. I thought that
1: was like a big British contingency or it something. It started off as a British...
0: Thing. And then mm. a few of the Australian drill crews really blew up last year. And as far as I'm aware, and again, not a subject I uh, have any expertise in. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really have any expertise in any subject. Um, they are, they're the they're the, the ones everyone's talking about now. No. I think.
1: Look, that actually does make me really sad, I've got to say. Like, curses is an institution. He was on the it?
0: top for a long time. Yeah, but... Can't it's always hard to
1: see a king be, with like crestfallen, you know. Mm. I look. I, I look. I just haven't it, heard okay. a lot
0: of him. Uh, I haven't seen a lot of him on so, social media. Again, I'm, uh, he might still be really big. This is not beef. I'm not. I definitely am not trying to start I'm trying beef. To start with, shit with, with cursor. cursor. I definitely would not want to do that. I mean, you heard.
1: Don't fuck with cursor. Exactly. But let's. Uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is the Finances only podcast and lad in- chat. In the world, that would that would um, transition from index funds and hedge, hedge fund management to Cursor.
1: <laughs> I just don't think you said relevant, dude.
0: <laughs> well, that's actually what I said.
1: But you know what? Like, this actually, God, you know, uh, th- this is crazy because I bet you if Cursor was like a uh, like a, a third guest on this pod, he'd be like, bruh, what you want to do is you want to put it in the ITF fund uh, make make it sure that it's a pinwheel <laughs> portfolio, pinwheel. <laughs> Don't you reckon he'd actually know what the fuck he's talking about? He probably uh, would again, have do, some... Do
0: you think rappers are really good at managing their finances? <laughs> yeah, they than rather just too spend it on a like $100,000 yeah. gold chain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair. Then again, <laughs>
1: uh, Puff Daddy, oh P Diddy, whatever, he's a billionaire. Yeah, but is he actually... This is the other thing. Because this is what uh, Tony Robbins was talking about, which scared the shit out of me, where he was saying that it doesn't matter how much you ever earn in your life you need to invest and you need to invest soundly. Yes, because it's all, it's uh, compounding um, growth.
0: So if you invest a certain proportion of your income, but from a very young age, if you start at 18, then by the time you're in your 40s, the compounding growth of that investment would be huge mm. compared to someone who starts at 35.
1: Yeah, and, and the numbers that he was throwing around were scary. Yeah,
0: if you look at some of the math on that, it's, 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 yeah, it's it was scary.
1: Like, yeah, he was talking about
0: this... Dude. Start early, kids. Yeah, and it is the, 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 the other thing. Have, any, you, a, have oh, you invested in it? Have you invested in anything before? Yeah,
1: and it was like the dumbest bogan investment. Well, was it Bitcoin? No. Okay, it was. You know what? It was the OG idiot Bitcoin. It was silver when it was. Fuck, dude. This is how stupid I was. This was like 2008. Yeah. it was just after the global financial crisis. Oh yeah. And I remember cash in. Fully, huh? Yeah. cash in when it's all gone. I, I remember just watching cuz like back then I was obsessed with Fox News. I used to watch it maybe 3 hours a day. And then were you a, were you a fan of what they said or did you just like the theater of Fox News? No, I just really like the theater. Okay. I am I've always had a real soft spot for um, yeah conservative radio and talk. I just dude I like really aggressive people um, arguing over music just being like okay we're out of chain we're out of chain okay, yeah yeah that's nice that's nice yeah why don't you just go share that in Cuba like it's mad but anyway um, they, they you know like next to it would be CBC, CBS I don't know what CNBC that's the one and then they were just talking about silver and how it's just on the up and it can only go up from here which is what I've learned rule number one of investing and The Simpsons made a joke about it. Remember when Disco Stu goes like, if this trend continues, that, Mm. as soon as you hear anyone say like, it's only going up, Mm. sell your stocks now. And and for the love of God, don't buy it. I bought into silver at its historic peak. Like it has never Mm -hmm, been anywhere near that high. Yeah. And it's never come close since. Like I've, I like those... almost
0: halved in money instantly. Did you, did you, when did you sell or do you still No, have I've them? still got the silver bars still just like them? under
1: my bed or some shit. Or you bought the actual physical. I've got bars. The, you got the actual silver. It, it, it feels nice. pretty boss having it though. I've got to yeah, say. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, like this is like, I'm honestly a terrible, like Mike Tyson level investor. I am so bad. So I just need somebody to say, look, idiot, just put your money here just pretend that it's a tax going away, don't touch it, put it there. That's what I want.
0: If I could give you my uh, advice, and I would hardly know much more than you, uh, there's always that very cliche line that everyone who talks about investing says, which is diversify your portfolio. So you don't want to invest it all into the one index fund, invest in multiple index funds, uh, some Australian, some global, preferably some that aren't some are every fund is basically tied into the performance of the American market, but some are less tied mm, into that. so mm. um, like I've got one in an Indian index fund which is not as related to the uh, peaks and troughs of the American market really it still is, but not not to the extent that the Australian or, or British or
1: European markets are really yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, I just thought that the Americans were just so dominant that, like, you know, they like sneeze said, and the world's just like, no, no. I've no got yeah. AIDS. Look, like I said, it still is very influenced by it. But yeah. Some
0: are comparatively, some are much more influenced
1: than others. Right. Okay. Well, what are they? Are they influenced by China or something? Are they? They can't just be influenced by themselves, sure. No, no,
0: no, no. They're not. I don't actually know, but I know that the (laughs) advice when uh, when buying that particular buying into that fund was it's not as tied into the American market as uh, other funds would be. Right. So I actually should probably look into what uh, is influencing that. Dude, I don't know who they trade with actually.
1: I always thought that they'd be like, you know, this with the Americans, because I know that Pakistan is like China's plaything. So I would imagine that India would be tied into America. But maybe not economically. I don't know. Um, Sure. Like, what do you get when, you know, made in India? What's made in India? Yeah, what the fuck is?
0: Well, I don't think manufacturing... I I actually don't know what the... I don't know much about the Indian economy. I know that it's uh, growing at quite a high rate.
1: There's so many people you couldn't not... I think that probably it's what's happening bricks, is that, that's what they call it: yeah.
0: Brazil, Russia, India, China.
1: You know why? Because it just has such a huge population that it is basically just and, a small world in itself. Yeah, so it's and a young just population with itself. Yeah, mm. telecommunications. It's
0: a, it, it's a, it's a democracy. Uh, it's, uh, I think it's it's it's, well, it's liberal. People have said you know it's liberalized its economy a lot over the last couple of decades, which has helped. But again, I don't. I don't. I'm not going to get into that. I'm not going to get into like a discussion of the Indian economy. I have No idea. <laughs> so good. No idea. Grasshoppers straws with uh, Neil Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> transition from an agricultural. I'm literally just. This is some year ten economics. It's going from a developing country to one of the uh, emerging markets. That's all I know, man. And look, I'm not going to lie. It was a bit of uh, a bit of uh, pride in my heritage as well. Yeah. Was it? A little bit, yeah.
1: Well, so it was just a bit of a... It, it was like supporting the Indian cricket team. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah.
0: In fact, that was most of it, let's be honest. <laughs> That's fucking funny, dude.
1: Yeah, how un-Australian Austra- like- is that?
0: I, I, I didn't invest in an Australian fund. I invested in the Indian
1: one. Because, <laughs> man, I would never invest in a Croatian index fund. For- <laughs>
0: Fair. I don't know if Croatians would.
1: Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, you know what, though? Like, okay, I will say this. I think it might be a good investment actually, to I invest it an Indian one. It could. I actually, again,
0: I have no idea about Me the Croatian either. economy. It could <laughs> be growing very... <laughs> uh, this is really not our area of expertise at all. Right, all. Right. <laughs> Look, there'd be people in finance listening to this podcast just shaking there. It'd be like, it'd be like two <laughs> guys who work for Macquarie Bank talking about comedy, and we would just... Be like, what are you? Shut up. <laughs> yeah, Kyle Barron's pretty good, eh? Hey? Oh. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, my God. He doesn't swear. I like that. <laughs> oh, fuck. But I do want to, can we, okay, one thing I, I we can talk about, which is not the... Not uh, advice when it comes to investing in the specifics of oh, wait, wait, wait. various... Oh, I want well. to talk just...
1: about financial responsibility. Yes, but can I just ask these questions while we're on the subject? Sure, sure, can sure. Can somebody just say, okay, can someone just explain to me what a Ray Dalio portfolio is? How do you do it? Can somebody also explain to me what the fuck a pinwheel portfolio is? How do you do that? And also, for the love of God, what is a bond? Now, let's I go... I think I know what a bond is, <laughs> okay, but is again,
0: a... I'm not an expert... I think about, Well, when you talk about government bonds, you're buying... In, so governments, when they borrow money, they, they uh, sell bonds. Uh, and that's where they get the money from. So then they pay interest on those bonds. So if you buy a 30-year bond from the Australian government, they're going to pay that off over 30 years and you're also getting interest on that. I thi- And, and I'm, look, I'm pretty sure that's it, but there's probably a better way to
1: explain it. So you're the bank... And the to the government, that, yes. Uh,
0: I, I, again, going back to year 11 economics here, but I'm pretty sure that's... And as a government bond, there probably are some other
1: types of bonds. That makes a lot of sense why like the vast majority of his portfolio is just in bonds then. Because it's so hard to bankrupt a nation. I'm pretty sure China has a lot of American bonds. It's just something yeah, like yeah. That, yeah, that that would make so much sense. Mm. All right. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, you go on to your financial. Whoa. Planning.
0: Yeah, uh, <laughs> financial responsibility. Now I'm talking about this more in a personal context, um, because I grew up in a pretty financially responsible household. I didn't get pocket money in the same way that most people would. My dad had a a sort of written account as to how much money we had earned and we could only withdraw it after a certain amount of weeks and things like that. Really? I think he did an amazing job at uh, instilling really good financial values into me and my sister, yeah.
1: So... It okay. wasn't like,
0: you do your chores, here's 10 bucks. It wasn't like that. It was like, we still... We we had a few chores to do and things like that, but it's just, this is how Indian it. was like, relative to how well we performed on certain tests, we'd get certain amounts of money. Really? <laughs> yeah, it was like, oh, if you get above 90%, I'll give you $50. If you get above 80%, you get $25. Things like that.
1: Yeah, that and, actually is...
0: And, and whether we That's behaved cool. well and things like... It wasn't just chores and... I've always I've always felt like I've been regardless, obviously with being a comedian from very young and, and being quite successful, I've been uh well compensated for that in comparison to the average nineteen, twenty, twenty one year old. But even just compared to my friends in, in high school and things like that, I've always felt like I've been pretty financially responsible. Not perfect, but you just see some of the decisions people make. And I hate it when Boomers always criticise Millennials, being like, "Oh, if you if you didn't spend all that money on Shmashed smashed avo, yeah. then you'd be able to buy a house." And I uh, I don't like that criticism, but at the same time, I can I often agree with a lot. Yeah, of Yeah, me it. too. It's quite true. <laughs> you you and see, some well. of the just people just don't
1: buy in Sydney. Yeah, fair point. No,
0: it's it. <laughs> a lot of what I say is really true. Like you got yeah. to make sacrifices. It's yeah. all about it's it's it, you got to think of the opportunity costs when you're spending on the european holiday when you're spending on the the fancy car the the tattoos the concert tickets the festival tickets all these things add up
1: mm yeah absolutely look yeah look i, I think what you're talking about kind of is like the psychology of it which is the, you know the marshmallow experiment right where they just said to kids yeah yeah if you don't eat this one now you get Two. Yeah, you get two. Yeah. You get two later. Delayed, gratification. and I think it was like, I think it was like three percent of the kids, yeah, had delayed gratification. Yeah, ninety-seven percent went <laughs> took yeah. it right. I know. No. So I think, yeah, like that's cool that your dad was kind of instilling that into you back then. It's kind of like he forced it into you. I think it was. Way, that, yeah. Yeah. Look, but I'm, it's a good thing. I think so too. Say so. Yeah. See, this is the whole thing as well. I think you know what else it does that I, is really good about that mentality. I think is that I th- look. It's kind of like how you perceive money. How do you mentally see it? Mm. So some people see it as like something to like just get shit with. Yes, you know, like you that's just spend it. it. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to see it as a as something you accumulate. Something you accumulate. Something that's like, look, again, there's all these other different ways that you could see it, right? Like some people would see it as a egg or some people would see it as security. Um, like some, some people would see it as power. Like it, all of these things kind of change. But yeah, I think that, yeah, I, I really think that if somebody is like financially irresponsible, it's because, uh, you know, they use... They use money for, like, very quick gratification things or that they, like, use it to fill in some kind of psychological plug in their system. Like, dude, I think that a lot of people that are spendthrifts, it's because they just have, like, an insecurity that they're trying to fill with money. That's definitely true. There's
0: a there's a, there's a huge part of that. But at the same time, there's also a lack of respect for money. What do you mean? Well, because they, they might have grown up with... They've never had to... They've never known what it's like to be, not necessarily poor, but have to struggle for money or they haven't necessary I don't want oh, to always like, make it racial value of I don't want to make it racial but but man the joke among a lot of ethnics is that yes white people are always living paycheck to paycheck yeah
1: and it's true
0: it it is i'm sorry yeah drop the dude it's truth just bombs a there. fact white anti white rhetoric Even if you look at the statistics, the household savings in countries like uh, Australia, America, are a lot lower than um, even China.
1: Well, it's true. Dude, like you see a lot of immigrants that are like driving cabs and shit and they still figure out a way to live in Australia and put half their paycheck back to their family. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, they know how to save. It's, 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 it's It's probably a bit too stoic. You don't need to go that far. That's extreme.
0: But like, yes, but you have to understand the the country they've come from. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In I most mean, yeah. cases, they've come from a country where, if you don't put away some money, you you probably
1: die. Yeah, yeah. Like for them, that is good for their circumstances. But like, if you were in Australia and you're just like, well, I can just live with seven people, uh, in in like a yeah. in a dilapidated uh, con- shipping container, that'll be fine. Like, like, yeah. Obviously, there's, like, these variations of it. And, yeah, you know what, actually, as well, Tony Robbins talks about that where he says that money is actually a really good motivator as well where you kind of think of some ridiculous thing that you want to buy and you kind of... Put money away for all of your other things. Like, okay, so if you're putting the your money away for like your index and your bonds and stuff like that. Mm. And then you're putting away money for like your fun account. And then when that fun account does picks up, then you just do your like crazy trip to Europe or whatever, you know? Like, but he's saying that part of that is actually a really good motivator for being financially responsible in general. Because you're like, it, again, because you're kind of t- teaching yourself that like fun comes later. It's the delay gratification yeah. thing,
0: and you're at least making a calculated decision there <clears throat> to only put a portion of your income towards fun, if yeah. you will, instead but a, of a big portion buys. has to go towards save. You should always be trying to save. Yeah, always. You don't want to get to a point where you're living paycheck to paycheck. I know there's some uh, socio-economic and environmental circumstances that can definitely affect that, but as much as possible, for the majority of people in Australia, you can save money, and you yeah. should be saving money.
1: Yeah. Okay yeah I no look I think that actually is like a really important point because I do see that happen a lot in our generation. Yes look. See this is the constant struggle that I have with my two channels, right? That yeah, I understand that there is like there's a political
0: element to it,
1: right? Is that way Yeah, and like an institutional element to it. It's like it's like it is definitely like economically the world has been stacked against the the millennial generation in terms of just being like locked out of the housing yes, market. Yes, like these things com- do exist. Compared
0: to Gen X and baby boomers, throughout history, we've still got it a lot better than any other generation that has lived.
1: Like in terms of uh, like quality of living, yeah, 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 like like living standards, yeah, yeah. But in terms of like uh, finances. Like this, this generation has been like completely fucking shut out of it. And also on top of this, like very, except for like, yes, you know, extreme circumstances like wars and stuff like that, usually there's been like some kind of uh, stable employment for the time and things like that. But the standard of living okay, is yeah, obviously yeah, yeah, like sure. unparalleled, right? But when it comes to things like, you know, stable income, uh, you know, uh, ability to save for a house, those kind of things, yes, those things are stacked against it. But look, having said that though, when they say that like 50% of our, our generation can't afford a house, there's still 50% that can afford a house. So it is your personal responsibility to be in that 50%. Yeah. Like you do you, you do have to take personal responsibility. I think I think that is something that's like just a I don't know. Look, my that's audience get some of, some of my audience gets shitty when I say that, but it's no, just a you, fact.
0: You can't use it as an excuse. You can't use the political climate as an excuse. You still have to be Expedient and clever with your finances. Exactly. I'm like that is a on you. Full believer of that. Yeah. yeah, My hundred percent. It doesn't matter what the circumstances in of personal are. personal responsibility when it comes to finances.
1: And you, you know what else is.
0: There's not much of my Indian culture that I've taken from my parents, but that is a huge part of it. And that's
1: mad. That's awesome. You know, the, like it also reminds me of this. It's like what you were saying, but I just remember someone distilling it like very. It was one of those self help gurus. It wasn't Tony Robbins, but it was someone else, but they're basically just saying that, yeah, as you were saying, look, yeah economic circumstances like even in the global financial crisis if you couldn't form a business in the global financial crisis yes if you were an established business that would have like absolutely devastated your profits or whatever mm-hmm. but like if you're starting from the ground up even during the global financial crisis like in that economic environment as you were saying it's just every other generation before that. the world still had never seen that amount of money mm. It was around them. Blaming the system uh, for 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 your
0: personal failures when it comes to finances is akin to people who aren't white men blaming the system for whatever failures they've had. In exactly, their life. it's the it's the same thing. It like, is. yes, yeah. there could you can make an argument that there are that the system is against them, but there are plenty of people who are in your circumstances who have probably done a lot better
1: than you. Yeah. So you can't use that as an excuse. Tony Robbins actually was using the example of how Mike Tyson made. I can't remember. It's like, it was an obscene amount of money. It was like $400 million in his career, right? Yeah, and then he went bankrupt. There's a there's completely so many bankrupt. cases of that, So yeah. many cases. But I was also talking about this UPS driver that did the uh, compound interest. I can't remember where he was from. Like Alabama, again, black, like just making paycheck to paycheck kind of money. Yeah. million by the time he retired. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And and just really sensible investing. Nothing nothing fancy in that.
0: You can always look at the people who inherited a lot of money, who got an apartment from their parents and went to a North Shore private school and just get resentful and, and bitter. But how does that help you? Yeah. That doesn't help you at all. For whatever money you're getting, save it. Save some of it. Just... Just even if it's a minuscule amount, it's more of a mentality than anything else. Even yeah. if it's not a practical amount that you're saving, you should be saving. and there should be an preferably get a savings account, put the money in there, and then don't touch it. Like even if then you're at fifty dollars for the next two weeks or maybe not the week or something like that. And you think, oh, it'd be nicer if I could take another hundred dollars from that savings account. No, you should get into a habit where you actually don't touch the savings account. I remember last year when I was in Adelaide for two weeks. Um, I, <laughs> okay, maybe I took this to an extreme. I'll admit that, but like for a week, I lived off. Uh, I I bought like a loaf of bread and a couple of bags of lettuce, and then I was just living off like lettuce sandwiches. What's wrong with that? That's cool. No, I know. That's I actually awesome. got it because you, you did that in Lithgow. Yeah, all the time. I got that from you because I was just adamant I did not want to take money out of that savings account. Sick. I could have easily taken it out. And look, if it came down to it, I can. Don't get me wrong. But you got to be strict. You've got to be disciplined with that.
1: Yeah. And look, you know what else I think? This is where superannuation does kick in because, as we were saying, yeah, they, they take out fees or whatever. But the thing is that, look – they are going to do a lot better job of managing your money than you are if you are one of those people that... Because I do know people that are just like legit spendthrifts. That's what you should do. You should just set up your bank account so that it's just automatically taken out by superannuation. Mm. That's the best way to do it. Yeah. If you, if you can't trust yourself to do it, just chuck no. it into super. Fair.
0: There are, yeah. And then look, there's some just really basic things as well. Like don't get a credit card. You're borrowing from the bank there. You don't you just don't need just get a debit card. There's no need to have a credit card. Yeah. And you know what else it makes you feel like you've got an unlimited amount of money. The yeah. amount of people that are in credit card debt, don't gamble, obviously. Mm. If you've got a lot of money and you want to do some responsible, when is there ever a responsible gambling? gambling? It's never never happened. Yeah. Um you look, go and have fun and, and 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 things like that, but within reason. I mean <laughs> Don't be spending hundreds of dollars a week just in co- drinking copious amounts of
1: alcohol and which is what most do. Yeah, I know mm. a lot
0: to, and, and and spending ridiculous amounts at fancy restaurants. Just don't need to do that. Look, if you're rich and you're still saving money and you can do that, do it. Mm. Don't get me wrong. But that's all. Cash though, like, public transport. I mean, it? it's just it's just simple things. It's and that's just, the
1: thing, mate. Like honestly, I I think living like a really uh, what's the word, Spartan life. I think you feel better about it as well. Yeah. Like just buying all this lavish shit. Don't it's buy so- brand
0: names, buy quality. Look, if you want to <laughs> spend if you want to spend money on something that's really good quality, buy it. I'm all about that actually. Mm. As I get older, I understand, look, you actually shouldn't go for the cheapest option when it comes to certain things especially. But what return an investment? Yeah, no, like if it's just a brand name. You just why <laughs> I don't understand that mentality, dude. I swear, because of
1: fashion and things like that, it's just well, it, but, but, it's childish, really. Yes, but it boils down to insecurity. I think. I think that like if you are centered in yourself, I think that money saving money is just sort of automatic. Yeah. Like, look, I'm yeah. not good at investing, but that's because investing requires like a. a a brain that is able to do maths and stuff like that. I think I'm really good at saving, but I think the reason I'm good at saving is because I've just got this mentality of like, what, what do I actually need to be happy? That's nothing. Exactly what you need to ask yourself. Yeah, it's like a really, I really think it just is that. Like a lot of people that spend a lot, look, alcohol, for instance, right? What are you doing? You're looking for a change in state. But the whole point yeah. is that you can change your state by yourself, just sitting in a room with nothing. If you were in solitary confinement, like that guy that was in Vietnam that like was in the uh, prisoner of war camp and like all of his other friends went insane and a lot of them killed themselves. And I can't remember. He was like some major general or something like that. And he was saying it was like the best four years of his life. Mm. And he was just in a dirt box mm. for four years. Like... Um, You actually, there is nothing that you can externally buy that will make you feel better. Yeah. You will get like that quick little sugar hit and then it's gone. Well, you have to at least, you shouldn't be doing it because
0: you need to do it. You feel like, oh, I need this to make myself feel good. If you're going in with the mentality like, oh, this is a nice bonus, I can have a few drinks and have some fun, but I understand that this is a bonus to what I'm already doing in my life, that's fine. And if you can afford it in your (laughs) fun income, (laughs) <laughs> so I don't know, People will probably listen to this podcast and see me out on a Saturday night. And, oh, look at you, fucking yeah, having a few yeah, beers, yeah, yeah, uh, and, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's Australia, mate. You gotta do that. But um, see, that's all. you man. know, a big, a big thing. I, uh, a, a, a statistic that uh, is often going back to politics that's often used to make a political argument is x amount of people in this country are living paycheck to paycheck now i always wonder how do they define paycheck to paycheck because is it people who are just that poor that they can't afford the standard average standard of living or is it people who are just reckless and irresponsible with their money and as a result are living paycheck to paycheck Mm. or is it a combination of both which i assume it is so, because then it's used as, a look, this many people are living paycheck to paycheck. As a result, something needs to change. Well, is it all... And we always get into this kind of um, discussion here, and I'm always more on the cultural side. But is that just a, a symptom of a really undisciplined financial culture more than anything else?
1: See, look, this is the whole point, right? Like what you're saying is that, yes, there will be examples of hardworking immigrants that again... because dude. This has been found, right? Where there will just be like 50 Filipinos living in a ship freight. Hmm. It just depends on what your definition of like a quality of, uh, of life is, right? But like if you're saying like these people are living paycheck to paycheck on, I don't know, a cleaner's salary or something like that. Yeah, for immigrants that are like, you know, just, just living a, you know, substandard quality of life, mm-hmm. they are saving money. I think it just depends on the definition, right? Like, you know, there's like a yes. definition that comes out from, say, uh, maybe like the Reserve Bank and like you know the, the ABS and stuff like that. They would have like this baseline of, and a rough estimation of how much it costs to live. Yes. And then okay, people under thinking, it yeah. and over it, depending on their quality. So that I think that's it. Like, but then would like also housing? really
0: be interested to go in, into depth into how they define, uh, what the cost of living is. Like, what do they put in when they when they say when you say decent housing uh how much do do you do you like like what appliances
1: and things like that do they Mm. take into account Mm. i think you know the the major thing though is like it's just it is actually easy for us to say because we don't have kids but as soon as you have that shit like that just like flies everything out the door but, again, that's the other thing that, like, you know, all, all bureau statistics and things will say the same thing. It's just, like, you need to have, like, a stable job, then you have kids, and, yeah, people have kids when they shouldn't be having kids. But, again, look, having, like, a, an argument about, like, on a societal structure, hmm. how much money you're living and stuff like that, it, it, it again, does not excuse your personal decisions. Yeah. That's, that's the crux of it, I think. And I'm
0: not saying that uh, the economic... Argument that certain X amount of people are living paycheck to paycheck is invalid. I was just I was just saying I would be very interested to know how they define paycheck to paycheck. Is it as you said? There's a really clear line about what's considered a standard of living that is, that is that is dignified and this many people are below it, or is it, does it also take into account someone who could be on a six-figure salary but they're just so reckless with their money that they are technically living paycheck to paycheck? I guess that's kind of true as well. I'd just be really interested, and I think they, they should be a bit more detailed when they say this many people are living paycheck to
1: paycheck, whether it includes uh, those people. That are just huge spendthrifts. See, I don't actually know because I don't really ever look at those. Uh, like basically, what I look at when I'm just researching this for politics, because the main measurement that they're always using is just like wage stagnation. That's yeah. how you know, like, if an economy is doing well or not for the average citizen, Def- right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. But that's that's a different argument to like what is like a you know standard of living. When it comes to standard of living, I don't really look at that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I, dude, I really can't answer that question But it's, dude, that is an interesting point Because I definitely know those people And it's exactly what do. you say It's always just like rich white kids They're always in the arts the industry shore, Always in arts. the arts I, I know comedians that earn Utah. way more than we do
0: And they're in debt
1: They're in debt? Yeah See, that's scary I don't even know how you get into debt. I, I can imagine being broke. There are, I
0: imagine there are probably some underlying personal issues as well. I mean, it often comes down to addiction and things like that. But for some, so it's addicts. Yeah. Yes, okay. but for some, that's not the case, and they just they just spend money on really,
1: really dumb, stupid things. shit. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Do, okay, just before we end though. Well, we we had that little break. Do so Do you probably... actually have like your little thing?
0: My little little thing.
1: Uh, It just seems like every man has some sinkhole where it's just this bottomless pit of money. Oh, where I'll just spend shit into it.
0: Ooh. Um, let me think. I did uh, the worst. The worst financial decision I ever made was I bought a a watch that was way too expensive. In fact, it's so embarrassing I don't even want to talk about how expensive it was. (laughs) (laughs) That was a. That was having said that it's a really good watch well, is it because go- like brad pitt had it on and you thought no, no, no. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it was a status thing i was young yeah, and yeah. I, I just thought yeah i want a fancy watch i just want one because i've made it and then i bought that so look look no, one, no one's perfect i'm not saying you need to be some kind of guru who just never spends money but Overall, no, but the, dude,
1: this is the whole thing. Like, this is what people don't understand when there's like I hate this all the time on my self help channel. People are always coming up to me and say, You're not perfect. I know. And the people that dispense this advice for a living like Tony Robbins, they're not perfect yeah. either. But it's just like these are the ideals that you should be striving towards. I wear. agree. I
0: just think it's it's still important to to just uh acknowledge that. Yeah. Um last year I spent a lot on plans. I'm not gonna lie. I did spend a lot on house plans. But many would argue that if you're going to spend money on things, houseplants is not necessarily a bad thing. No, I don't think so either. It's good for the environment. Um, let me get back to you. I, I'm i just trying to think if there's one thing that I could just really go hard and not stop spending money. <laughs> when I was young, enough, I haven't been to one for a while, really but I would like go to a strip club and, and just, my God, those things, they just... Take as much money from you as possible.
1: Yeah, it's Disneyland for adults. Yeah. It's designed, yeah, as soon as you walk in. Yeah. I don't understand the appeal of it though. Like, I- I've never walked in because I just don't understand the psychology of Now I don't. Mad, Like, Brazos is free and you get to jack off. Whereas this is just like.
0: It's a power pay- trip. It's a-, it's a power trip, but then for the girls, it's like they're in the position of power there. Everyone's they're- looking at them and everyone's admiring them, wanting them, and they're getting all the money. Yeah. Of course. Whereas the guy, it's because we grew up on, on if you watched a lot of hip hop videos, I think that just glorified going to the strip club and just th- making it rain. So you it think, yeah, like, if I yeah, go there I and you just sit back and you're like, yeah, baby, shake it for me. She's not shaking <laughs> it for you. She's shaking it for her. She's shaking it for her coke habit.
1: Yeah, it's the ultimate hustle, isn't it? I really don't understand why rappers were always glorifying strip clubs. Surely there's other ways that you could waste your money. Yeah, to do not, kind of
0: cool. never take financial advice from a rapper.
1: My god. I know. Do they have financial advice to dispense?
0: Well, no, but in their songs, they're always just talking about what they spend money on.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Well, he makes, a, he makes a historical argument where he says, because black people aren't used to having money, so now that some of them have money, they're just terrible at spending on it. Uh, t- terrible at spending it. Like, white people will invest the money, whereas black people just put rims on things. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, they can put rims on Black a people t- put rims on a toilet. They spin it. They spin it. <laughs> and I honestly think... Uh, <laughs> That is, because uh, we just made the argument that es- ethnics are often a lot more uh, frugal with their money. But, yeah, but I think we all that's know the what parents. You're talking about. It's like Asians That's the and parents, Asians. and then and then the kids, if they've grown up on too much rap, they're exactly the same, whatever yeah? ethnicity they are. Yeah. Okay.
1: I suppose that's well, the, like because the,
0: they are your financial. Fuck the Bogan. guy
1: is your financial advisor.
0: The Bogan equivalent of that would just be like, yeah, go to Bali, get some tattoos spending a lot on gambling on like doing up your car you shouldn't take out a loan to buy a car just buy just save up to buy a car i don't understand people who take out a loan on a car
1: i remember there being like a a, because dude i can't make the argument but i just heard somebody say that there is some qualifications to that but I can't remember why. I heard someone
0: said to me, if it's used as a business, if it's used as part of a business, then you can use it, then whatever you're paying is each year can be a tax write-off. Oh, okay, right. That, okay, in that situation, fine. But if it's just a personal, if it's just a car for your personal use, yeah, getting a I, Tesla. Don't, take it alone. don't take it alone on anything that's going to depreciate in value.
1: Yeah, that's insane. There's just
0: like simple things like that.
1: That's honestly the only financial piece of advice that has ever stuck with me is that a rich dad, poor dad, which was just like, Look, if something is making you money, it's an asset. If, some, if you have to spend money on something yeah. constantly, it's a liability. Your job is to have more assets than liabilities. That's mm. pretty much the game of money.
0: Yeah, that's a good way of looking at it.
1: Yeah, I think so too. Uh.
0: Yeah, well, we'll wrap it up soon. I've got some, uh, one uh, anecdotal piece of, uh, uh, one anecdotal story that just was, to this day, it was uh, six years ago, it makes me cringe. And I was seeing this girl and she didn't have a good time at a party or something. such a typical... She was 19 at the time or something, so look, standard. And she took an... Instead of just getting a train and waiting like 10 minutes at a train station and the train would have been, oh, maybe 10, 20 minutes longer, she ended up taking like an $80 Uber and getting a ridiculous amount of food on the way. And then had the gall to, like, complain about her financial position. <laughs> like, do not. Just because you had a bad time at a party, don't get an $80 Uber. What are you doing? I
1: don't have money. Well, that's true, man. For Most people that you do being mean that are, I'm to
0: me. broke. <laughs> Holy
1: crap. Everyone says, like, I'm See? so broke. It's Man, it is exactly that. <sighs> money is emotional. It is.
0: Cool. Yeah, and a big thing is, actually, when you move out. I feel bad. May, like, you know, don't eat out all the time. Mm. That's a big one. Mm. You'd think that would be pretty straightforward, but for some reason, it's not.
1: <laughs> again, you don't have to cook like amazing
0: Jamie Oliver meals all the time. But well, no, actually, Jamie Oliver he does the like easy cooking, right? Well,
1: no, look, he says it's fifteen minutes. It's always it's, an hour. Yeah, it's when it's <laughs> it's, it's a lot. Yeah, mate. If you chop it, if you chop a garlic like this, and then if you go like if if you're on speed, it's fifteen minutes. I know. That is the second worst financial advice. Uh, investment i've ever made is those 30 minute cookbooks i've got a good cheaper uh, meal idea right get one of those uh
0: 500 gram pasta packets they're like pff, you can a get them dollar. for a dollar yeah you it's 70 cents at Kohl's. some of them are 70 cents and get some the cole's pesto which is a dollar and if you just want pesto that that's like 500 grams worth of pesto <laughs> pasta Boom. for two bucks which will be like five decently sized or like if you you know if you're a hungry guy 3 at least um, but then add some vegetables on it which are not going to cost much more and then you got like at least three meals that's he- that's pretty I mean some people say yeah it's not super healthy but it's pretty healthy veggies yeah, yeah. some carbs
1: it's good I- I it's, often do that. Shit. Yeah, it's
0: like it's like a good little it's a nice little light lunch Last they for the a
1: David Jones pesto pasta, thirty-five dollars. Yeah, I know, kilo. and they sell it for so much.
0: <laughs> and even if you are going to have avo on toast, make it yourself. It's like infinitely yeah. cheaper.
1: Man, you know what is amazing? Like most of the financial advice we're dispensing is pretty much just in David Kosh's books about how to fucking save. Like, there you it, go. it is just Re-caushing. that. It, it is amazing Re-caushing. that these are the kind of things. Eating eating out is more expensive than eating in. But you That's know, yeah, I know. I can't believe gonna yeah, be I I can't gonna be to tell
0: people this. But <laughs> anyway, we should uh should
1: wrap this one up. But dude, honestly, I real I can't believe I've I forgot about this. That would be my only good piece of financial advice. Again, coming from someone who asks what bonds are, just love yourself, man. I think that you get no, better no, at saving yeah. if you do that. You're
0: right. A lot of the the. Uh, uh, excessive amounts of spending comes down to some sort of Insecurity. psychological it does. issue. Yeah.
1: Some deficiency, mm. something that you're compensating for. Mm. Beers cuz you're out, you can't uh you can't socialize without being blind drunk. Nah, just just be awkward for 10 parties, you'll get better at it.
0: <laughs> That's a perfect thing to end on, I think. Yeah, cheers. Be awkward. <laughs>